Hello and welcome to another episode of the Random Cinematic Universe, the show where we let an evil computer algorithm choose the show, the movies that we watch and then discuss on the show. Um, this week we are watching Gifted from 2017. Uh, this was found on Disney Plus, uh, directed by Mark Webb, starring Chris Evans and McKenna Grace. Now, momentarily before we get into this episode, which should be good. It's quite a good film. Uh, we need to talk about what happened today. Mm, um, yes. So this is the first time we've... Re- for, for those at home watching, you're going to be watching this a week after the Animal House episode released. But the Animal House episode was recorded in March of 2022. And this episode is being recorded on the November, last day of November, November 30th, 2022. 2022. It's been quite a gap in between. Like um, quantum leap. My hair got long. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, stuff got in the way. We didn't end up releasing the show as soon as we had planned on. Um. So, anyway, uh, the most as of recording this episode, the most recent episode to air, which would have been. Uh, this past Monday, and it's Wednesday, so two days ago, uh, an episode aired, and it was the episode for This Love is from Another Planet. When we released it, I throw up a post on Instagram to announce that there's a new episode available, and I tagged the director of of the film in our Instagram post uh, just to be like, thank you. Like, we all just thought this film was, like, awesome and super enjoyable, and just sent him a little message on Instagram to be like, hey, thanks for making the movie. We all really enjoyed it. We tear it apart and pick at it, but please know that we thoroughly enjoyed the film. He sent us a video response after watching the entire episode. He has some opinions on me. <laughs> he does. He does have some opinions on Jesse. Uh, he's a fan of Pepper the Dog. Yep. And it was really neat to have a director of a film where we discuss things in the podcast, like, you know, we can see where we knew exactly what they were That's, going why, that's why we got room town. I was going to say, all of a sudden, like, the air, the heat kicked in. Oh, um, I will say, before everyone gets excited and be like, wow, they have a set. No, we don't. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> we don't have a set. We're, we're recording in Jacob's girlfriend's store. Because uh, we just show. needed a place to record. God, the show was around more than my childhood did. It's got good vibes in here. It does. There's crystals and hands stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Thank so you, this director sent us a, a little two and a half minute video, which um, maybe I, I might just play it. I might add it to to the video so listeners can can hear what he has to say. You'll miss out on one of the jokes. That is a, a visual joke. Um, anybody watching on YouTube, I'll throw it up here in a second. Uh, but it was really neat to get yeah. some feedback where, you know, we were like, we're pretty sure this location was used just because they found it in the location they were filming or um, the fact that we called like, yeah, it looks like, like he absolutely knew what he was doing, but you like there was budgetary constraints and his response was just yeah, absolutely fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> It, it is cool, though, because it's like you have that direct kind of interaction and connection with the, the creator. But then now I'm very conscious of all the things I say. 
<laughs> because he called me out for being a sick fuck. And uh, you know what? He didn't tell me what was in that well. It's still come. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to feud. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'll throw the video up now. Hello, Zach, Mark, and Jesse. First of all, thank you for watching my French film. It means a lot to me. Um, I took a few notes and I want to go through them with you. All right. First of all, thank you for saying that I'm somebody that knows how to shoot something but has budgetary limitations. That is absolutely f***ing right. Then you go and say that it seems that we didn't have any money to recreate the moonlight in the night shots. And that is absolutely right. No money for moonlight. Not at all. The first part of the film, we shot it in Malaga, which is a big city in the south of Spain. And then the castle, we shot it in Iznajar, which is a small town in the Cordoba province, also in the south of Spain. It's an amazing, beautiful place uh, with great, great, great food. I strongly recommend you to visit if you have the chance. The most important thing for me is being able to get the seal of approval from Pepper, the dog. I don't know why the other dog didn't give the seal of approval, but I'm guessing one dog is enough or one dog at a time. It is what it is. But anyways, thank you, Pepper. Thank you. The water well is part of the castle. We didn't build it. It was there. We used it with water and everything. And Jesse, there is no come in the well, you sick fuck. And lastly, where can I get one of these kick-ass mugs? I love it, I want one. I wanna drink coffee off of it every single day. I want one, where can I buy it? All right, thank you, Zach, Mark, and Jesse. I had a blast watching your YouTube video, your podcast. I watched the whole thing, one hour and 12 minutes, longer than my film but I watched it um, and from now on you have a new follower on social media. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. It's been fun. And that was the video. Cool. We're back. Mm -hmm. um, what are we doing this week, Zachary? So we're talking about Gifted. Yeah. Um, already I did. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> uh, I gave a whole introduction already. Yeah. Uh, now, I thought like, okay, basic synopsis of the film. Um, Chris Evans is Frank? Yes. Yeah, Frank. The human um, Yeah. And Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and one of the evil exes. Yeah, the bases. No. 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 That's Superman. He's the movie star. Movie star. Skateboard man. Yeah. Yeah. Can't remember his name. Chet. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, he is the guardian of a seven-year-old girl who is his niece. Who, I know we have spoilers. You should know by now. Um, guardian of his seven-year-old niece who is a math prodigy. And he's been raising her and he wants her to just grow up as a kid. Like that, that's all he wants. He just wants her to have a childhood. Uh, the reason that he's her guardian is because her mother commits suicide. Um, a lot of it was stresses from just the math community in general. and Primarily her mother, though. Yeah, a lot. Her mom. Yeah. Um, 
So I, we should clarify for a second. We meant to record this a little while ago. 18 weeks ago. Yes. Um, where we had all watched the movie. And so I was able to rewatch it entirely today. Zach, you were not able to. I got. I, I was only able to rewatch it with the thir- first 35-ish minutes. And I'll let you guys decide how much I watched. None. Okay. So, um, oh, God, I'm steering the ship then. Fuck. <laughs> uh, well, but basic synopsis is uh, the kid gets found out. The principal of her school is like, this is absolutely not okay that she's not in a school for... Kind of. The um, the, the the principal's not so high in my The principal's very much like... No, but I got that her... far, where she's just like, find me all the paperwork on this child you can, yeah. because she's trying to find another family member that can force Frank to send this kid to a better school. But it's not so much about like the better than the kid. Like That principal is in it for herself to be like, I found the kid. Yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not altruistic in nature. They want to be Usher. Yeah, yes. W- yes. <laughs> Deaver is a math genius. Oh man, what a what an inflammatory <laughs> statement. Um, yeah, so then comes to term that the mother finally finds them, the grandmother, I guess, of of um, Mary. Yeah, well, at least synopsis wise. Yeah. Um, so the grandmother tries to take the 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 granddaughter away because she wants to put her in this like Oaks Academy, mm-hmm. um, and push her down the same path that the girl's mother went down. Uh, Frank is fighting it. They go to family court. Um, family court sucks. And in the end, it turned out that one of the main reasons was because there was this mat- mathematical proof that, or mathematical theory that nobody had been able to prove. Um, and uh, the girl's mother had been working on it when she commits suicide. And the grandmother is wanting the daughter to take over that work. And continue that work so that basically the grandmother wants the recognition for something that she doesn't actually have anything to do yeah. with. She just wants the family recognition. And it turned out that the mother had solved it and she had written the proof, killed herself, and in her will that she left to her brother basically said, you're not allowed to publish this until mom dies. Dark. Yeah. Like that's how much she didn't want her mother to have so I will say before that. before we close everything, let's start going play by play because yeah, yeah, there's a lot to really like about this movie. I'll I'll kind of I'll I'll play my hand up front to be honest. I think this is the best RCU movie we've reviewed, in my opinion. Uh, as far as just like general like being a good just movie, a good movie, absolutely. This movie's fantastic. Yeah, um, I mean the the dynamic between Chris Evans and McKenna Grace, which are in my opinion two actors that have like never failed. Mm-hmm. Like they've not only are they like always good in the role, but I'm always like intrigued or captivated and like engaged in their performances. And then, not to mention, there's a third character who's such a that's such an underlying character in the entire plot. It's played by fucking Octavia Spencer, who mm-hmm. again has never failed as an act yeah. as an yeah. actor. Like she plays the the neighbor slash landlord. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in terms of production, what was interesting, like at the outset, is this entire movie was shot in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And they cheated Florida really fucking well. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Um, I don't know. I, just, I, I felt all the performances of this were really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything was very solid. Um, especially Special K. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry, there's a plot, a product placement just like right out of the gate in the movie. Where's, where's the special? Where's the? And he's just like, I made you special breakfast. And she comes out and it's cereal. And she's like, where's the special? And he just like turns the box of Special K directly at camera. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's product placement as much as like a, a cutesy joke. I'll say that like the, the dialogue in this the way it's written is it, it writes smart people as smart and not like, this thing sounds so pretentious, as dumb people writing smart people. Like yeah. so much of the dialogue is so fast and understated, and like the jabs and everything, it's not like it's very like it's not the Big Bang Theory. Like like Chris Evans rolls lines, which is partially performance, but like rolls lines off of like some of the shit that he he like the the fight between him and his mom at like the restaurant or whatever. Mm. There's some jabs in that that are just like really understated but clever. Yeah, and they're just quick, and he's just he he's just saying them like as fast as he can react. But they're like. Like quick philosophical arguments on different yeah. teaching styles. I'm like, yeah. okay, this is what I believe is best for her, and that's what you believe is best for her. But these are our reasons for why. Like, yeah, like I just I just remember the one where the the mom's like or the grandmother's debating like, well, it's, is it what's best for her? And um, it's like it's what she would have wanted. And then she says, oh, um, what was it? She wasn't like she didn't think it through. It's like you're trying to tell me your math prodigy daughter didn't think this through. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like you're gonna you're gonna come back at me with this logical fallacy. Yeah, um, and I think that was actually a nice thing is they 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 played him up as kind of a, a uh, an everyman who kind of was like the black sheep of the family, but then he in his own right was like a philosophy teacher at, at Boston University or something like that. Yeah, he was also incredibly smart. And, yeah, like well educated and intelligent. I also loved uh, a character thing of his where there's a scene early on, um, like the first day when the girl gets kicked out of school for yelling at the principal and they take the boat for the test drive and then they go to the beach. And also it's great that they bring the cat to the beach with them yeah. um, because he likes the sand. Oh, Fred the cat. Fred the cat. Such a gem. Fred the one-eyed cat. What um, an expensive cat to have on a movie set. Yeah. The CGI also, replacement. Also, I had notes of... Uh, really? Kids and animals again? Yeah, kids and animals. He was kids key and animals. to the plot. Like, he was actually. He was key to the plot. He would never have found her without the cat. Yeah, because the whole thing is he goes, uh, 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 oh god, uh, he goes to live with, um, or she goes to live with Ted Wheeler, and then Ted Wheeler gets rid of the cat because the grandmother is allergic to it. Yeah. Um, and then that's how they find out that Evelyn's, like, doing some shady shit behind the, she's, the scenes. Yeah, she, it, the, um. Because she's allergic to the cat. Yeah, the, the daughter's supposed to be with foster parents. The grandmother isn't supposed to interfere at all. And they discover that the grandmother is there because they had to get rid of the cat. Yeah. And she's she's the only one who would have caused them to Which, get rid of the cat. Which, by the way, I gotta say, that foster family was suspicious immediately only because of the actor who plays the dad. Yeah. He was, he was uh, the guy that plays Ted from Stranger Things, the, the absentee father in the Wheeler home. Yeah. Um. But anyways, there's this thing that he, that Chris Evans' character, uh, Frank, does. And when the kid asks, like, would my mom want me to go to that school? And his response is, I can only guess. Yeah. And then later on, the teacher's like, are you sure you're doing the right thing? And he just looks at her for a moment and goes, no. Yeah. Like, just completely, yeah. like, he he's very... Well, it comes back from his philosophy thing, which is logic and yeah. uh, reasoning, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like whenever he's asked those questions, he's not just going to give the no. This is definitive the way, definitively the way it is. He's like, "Are you sure? No." <laughs> yeah, like like all the all the times he's on the stand, he'll answer very binary, except for all the the questions. Which, by the way, I'll talk about the trial in a second, or like the the family court because oh, kangaroo court. Anyways, <laughs> that whole that whole thing was like, if I'm going to say a plot point is is iffy, that's the one. Um, I'll say it's a very strong script. In fact, it was, I think, or I was looking into it, this was for a while in the top 70 of the blacklist, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a, how do you describe it, a program it's, or like a... Yeah, it, it's a, a website where writers can submit their scripts. You can have them evaluated by blacklist staff um, where they read them, give them a rating. And then there's a certain bracket of, like, if you get over an 8 out of 10, uh, it's fantastic. And then you get added to like a big blacklist, and then there's also like the it's not the biggest blackest list. Okay, thank you. Um, but then if you How can get into like the top 100, that's actually a huge source for producers looking for films to make. Is they Degree will come and, light, yeah. and look at this blacklist and they'll pull scripts. And every year they release a like top 10, top 50 best unproduced screenplays. Yeah. Um, but no, like it's. I think a lot of the the characters have internal logic, but then maintain it. And even when they mm-hmm. have like changes or arcs, they aren't like full reversals. They're just kind of like, like um, Frank at the end is the most obvious one. But he he does concede that okay, we should nurture this this intellect and whatnot. But he's still like, no, she's she's being a fucking kid though. Yeah, yeah. like like the final scene where he picks her up from essentially university and then takes her to go play on the playground is like yeah. such a great little like yeah she's a kid yeah yeah he's like we're not he didn't want her to lose her childhood like his sister lost her childhood mm-hmm. um wants a well-balanced child <laughs> weird yeah. uh so back to the beginning of the film the first day in school yes first two days in school um the kid that just looks at her and she just looks up and she's just like pull yourself together yeah, <laughs> so much snark. And then the next day they get on the school bus, and that same kid that she said that to, uh, he's carrying his diorama and some older full of animals. Some older oh, kid yeah. trips him and he falls on it and crushes it. Whereupon she picks up a textbook and I believe wow. the term is shattered the young man's nose. Which I mean, we do see him right afterwards, and I believe it. Like there's blood on his shirt, and he's covering his face, and like yeah, yeah. Uh, my note on that clip was Chubby Funster got what was coming to him. Chubby Funster. No, but even in that scene, it's great where the, the teachers, like the principal's like, we could expel her, or we should we should expel her or suspend her or something like that. And he's, he's like, hey, if that's you for all first-time offenders, absolutely. Yeah, and then basically calling like, well, you're going to suspend the other kid? Don't fucking bluff. Like, and he thinks he's, yeah. like, Don't, he's like, I'm not going to bluff you. Don't bluff me. Yeah. Like if we're going to have a conversation, let's have And that's the first time you kind of see his intellect like come out where he like he, – he, He's fully understanding of, like, you're trying to bluff me here. Yeah. Like, like what's the real conversation we're having here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I will say, while it was humanizing, I, I think the teacher subplot could not be involved. The love interest. Yeah. To a degree. Like, yeah, she's the one that sees the, the ad for Fred at the end and stuff like that. But for the most part, she's kind of, I guess she's there for the audience to get stuff explained to them. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think also just 
I mean, she did well. Like, I'm not saying there's. Oh yeah, she, she was used, but she like, was great. it was kind of a. Every time we cut to her, I was like, okay, we're just kind of dropping some exposition here. Yeah, yeah. I think a part of it too was just for Frank, like the fact that like he's been single, looking after this girl for seven years, and this yeah. is kind of when he's finally starting to like open up to the potential of allowing somebody in his life. Mm-hmm. So it's part of his growth arc as well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so my, my next note was just, mom's a bitch. Grandmom. Yeah. Grandma. Okay, because mom commits suicide. No, 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 we're talking okay. Chris Evans' mom in the movie. Uh, yeah, she's she's very British. She very. And has mud. Yeah. Like, which is a big reason why she's able to kind of do the things that she can't, like. Yeah, which is, I mean... It does create like an interesting maybe plot hole that they do bring up because one of the plot points which we'll get to in a second is when the the dad gets involved in the trial mm-hmm. and is like, oh, you looked for your daughter, you know, but you, you didn't even Google her. But then it, it seems crazy to me that they imply that he took her to Florida to hide from the grandmother. Yeah. And yet, wow, oh, that was not a good noise. Sorry. And yet, um, with her wealth and private investigators, like she couldn't figure that shit out. Yeah. That seems weird. Yeah. She get a call from a principal in an elementary school. Your kid's here. Like, well, I mean, he had full custody, so she couldn't. I don't think he did. Him. I think the idea is that he fled state lines. No, I thought it was, was being... it was she. He she he was given full custody. She didn't want him to have custody, so she was. That's why he ran away, so that she couldn't come after. I thought him it was like de facto but, full custody. It wasn't actually decided on yeah court. Like, it was like, just kind of like oh you have the kid because yeah. the kid was dropped off at your doorstep yeah um hey i fixed his mic you did yeah thank you I, d- I don't think the I, don't know, I might be wrong but maybe the court doesn't intervene unless it there's actually been well and and the thing is like the judge even says that because he's like okay this is between the grandmother the uncle do you guys want to step out in the hall and figure this out like he's yeah. like before before you get we the, go this gets court. ugly if you guys just want to talk about this that's probably the best bet which I, d- I actually did like the judge yeah um her lawyer's a fucking prick yeah mm-hmm. but he plays that's that actor's mm-hmm. you know go to um but no my understanding is is that yeah it, w- it was maybe being the, the in the trial or in the family court they bring up the sentence fled across state lines mm-hmm. which does to me imply like hiding running but i feel like he would have immediately had the girl taken away if if he had actually like because technically that would have been kidnapping if he didn't have custody okay yeah state lines yeah and, and that was family court that was an illegal or like a no yeah criminal court well, it, did he have a forget did he have a connection to florida or was it just I think he, he chose that flu yeah 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 but oh, yeah because yeah, he was teaching in the Boston. university, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he didn't they have were, any they were in Boston the entire time. Yeah. Reason yeah. to go to Florida other than it's far away. Well, and that was um one of the logic points that the the lawyer says to him is like, Oh, so when she gave you Mary, she wanted you to quit your job at the university and move to Florida and, and work on but like he basically he's like, You're a logical guy. Please walk me through this logic. Yeah. Right? Which Okay, let's just jump into the trial for a second because it works. Yeah. The bad faith arguments on both sides, by the way, mm-hmm. this entire trial are crazy to the fact that like the judge at the end when like they're like both sides are like, oh, we might lose. And it's supposed to be like, oh, they both got good cases. It's like, no, you both got bad cases. Both yeah. of you have shit cases that nothing's going to nothing's yeah. going to work. Like the only like 
legal moment I think really works is when the mom tries to bring the dad in as like a, a, a legal guardian and, right. and oh, the lawyer God. brings the laptop up and he's like, he's like, you look for, it. he's like, absolutely. As hard as they could. He's like, Google her name. And then as he goes, he's like, oh, actually use her middle name because um, it yeah. might narrow it down some more. And he pauses. And he's like, it's Eileen. Like, so the one, the dad doesn't know is for fucking middle yeah. name. And he's like, go to page two, first result. And it's like where she is, which yeah. it was a plot hole, where she is, a picture and everything. It's like, okay. So again, the mom, Probably could have found her. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the dad did grandma, not try. Yeah. And it was established early on that, like, absentee father. That, that the sister got pregnant and that guy took off like a month into her pregnancy or like yeah. a month into yeah. after she was born. Um, no, I, I think I think he wasn't even there for the birth. Because mm. the brother, um, Frank's like, this was like when you were born, I was there. Yeah. Like, it was happy, for, which I did like that scene in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the other two arguments, one was, uh, fuck, what was it? Basically, trying to imp- the Frank's lawyer is trying to imply that the first suicide t- attempt the daughter had was caused by the mom being overbearing, and then that was going to happen with Mary as well, which is such a bad faith argument. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Evelyn's attorney, uh, when he's attacking Frank, also goes into this like, um. If you don't feed her uh, her intellect, she'll grow up spiteful and resentful and be angry. And, like, again, well, they, conjecture. Like, yeah. sure conjecture. I think they were trying to draw it to, oh, like, look, she was violent at school. Like, yeah, that's, that's because it's, it's, she's so much smarter than everyone. And, if, like, to my own personal experience, not saying I'm super smart or anything, but my brother was eight years younger than me. I got so frustrated and angry that he didn't understand, understand. or learn quick enough and yeah. it was just like the like frustration that did you bop up. his nose with the textbook probably no, <laughs> no and then that's but even, it just you know that's even something with like my own children like when there's things which is like how like why can't you figure this out why can't you learn this yeah and they just have to take a moment and be like take out the textbook she's, she's five <laughs> yeah like t- we're trying to teach her to play mario the other night and she's not hitting the jump button <laughs> that so video you sent was amazing <laughs> I, I sent a video of like, okay, Maddie, do you remember which buttons you were supposed to push? Which, in fairness, was to because we we're playing on the Wii, it was the buttons to like reset a new game. Yeah, yeah. And then the game starts up, and she just I'm pointing the camera at the screen, and she just runs straight into a Goomba. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I can understand that sort of. Yeah, if you're not at the same intellect level or like in an environment, oh, what day after day, which, after which day, is fair. everyone around you seems like. They just can't keep up with you. Then, yeah, you're going to, I think. But the situation uses of the, the bully getting hit, like, doesn't even allow Frank to be like, yeah, but that's because he tripped a kid, which yeah, is factual. It's unrelated. Mm-hmm. And she hit him and was defending him. Like, yeah. And then they're like, you were arrested for assault. It's like, yeah, a drunk guy attacked me. He's like, but you spent a night in jail, right? He's like, yeah, but like. Uh, but a drunk guy attacked me. The details don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, so, like, they're trying to paint this, like, basically trying to de or uh defame like each other's character mm-hmm. and in that case as a judge i'm like i don't want either of you to have the the kid because yeah. you're you're using such dirty disgusting tactics here yeah. which i guess then the comprom the compromise is like the foster family the foster which is all orchestrated anyways yeah but um which you like was frank's lawyer in on that too or uh, well, he didn't seem like i didn't think so fully on his side 
though. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> no, Frank Stiller definitely seemed to just be like, I don't care much. Well, Octavia Spencer's character is one of the best lines, which is like, she's like, are you even going to try to like win and fight? He's like, I'm trying as hard as I can. She's like, you didn't even get a white lawyer. <laughs> it's such a good line. I'm like, how hard are you trying if you can't even get a white lawyer? <laughs> it's brutal, but it's it's a good uh, line. <laughs> um. I had I have a note here that just says the sunset scene is sweet. I don't know what scene that's referring to. Oh, so um, there's a scene where he's like, I can't remember what it, what it what precedes it, but he basically says like, let's go out and play, and it's a single shot as the sun sets. One one take. It must have been well, yeah, fucking sun setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reset the sun, please. <laughs> um, but like, there's silhouette against a gorgeous sunset, and like she's climbing on top of him, and like they're talking about god and, and religion and stuff uh, like that yeah. and like she's just questioning and he's like answering her very um it's like a good blend between a parent <laughs> but it's like a good blend between like a parent answering things where they don't want to demystify the world but also being realistic because she's like like do you, like is god or is like i don't know um mm-hmm. and he's like he's like an atheist believes just as uh, i can't remember octavia spencer's character's name he's like an atheist believes God is just just as much as a Christian does. So like, mm-hmm. whatever. And she's like, "What about Jesus?" He's like, "He seems he seemed like a cool dude." Like, Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen to him. He's got some in- important things sure, to say. I'm like, not gonna say not to. Yeah, yeah. So it was just it, you're right. It's a very good sweet scene. It almost feels like like an I don't say an unscripted, but it almost feels like a the sun setting. Let's shoot this here Let's type just of shoot scene. Something. Just yeah. fire off some questions, and he'll just answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and right. it, it feels like there was a decent amount of improv lines like when they get on the bus and she's like hesitant to go up he's like so go meet some friends you can borrow money from them for the rest of your life (laughs) (laughs) go meet a bunch of people you can borrow money from for the rest of your life um my my next note was just frank is gonna fuck bonnie (laughs) and then he did and then he did yeah um which again jenny slate was a very good like first grade teacher she played that role pretty well well i think i believe i was reading that uh her and chris evans actually started dating after this movie Yeah, it wasn't very long lived, but they actually yeah. like you can tell they had really good chemistry yeah. on screen. Yeah. Um, my next note, which is great, I even put a little smiley face with tears coming. Oh out of yeah, yeah, is good morning, Miss Stevenson. <laughs> yeah, so they oh. she she spends the night after and she has like a thing where it's like I shouldn't. I sh- you're one of my no no no. Kids. Wait, there's, there's ba- but there's backstory here. Yeah, where Frank has a rule that on Friday nights, um, the kid goes and stays with the friend, the the neighbor. I'm looking for name. Um, she goes and stays with the neighbor and that's Frank's night to like go to the bar, potentially bring somebody home. And the girl isn't allowed to come back to the house until a certain time in the afternoon. But she forgot a VHS tape, I think a movie. Um, and so she sneaks back into the house to get the movie and runs into her teacher who's wearing yeah she wanted she wanted to watch watch ice age it's not directly mentioned but that's what she was after it's a lot later um which in which case uh frank has a little bit of a freak out on her well she just wouldn't stop playing with her goddamn lego also i have the note even captain america isn't immune to stepping on lego he is (laughs) not he he committed to stepping on lego oh yeah. yeah That did not look like it felt good. Uh, but he has a little bit of a freak out on her. And, like, again, it's one of those things you understand. Like, he just has this outburst of, like, this is supposed to be my time. Like, I need to get to live my life, too. 
I mean, he's mean. It comes off as mean because it's a it's an emotional in the moment reaction. But it, it's his. You know, there is that underlying frustration there that you know his sister showed up at his door seven years ago, commit suicide, left her infant daughter there. And now he's been spending all this time raising like six, six, seven years. I think it was six and a half years that yeah. he's been raising this child without a life of his own. Yeah. And, and like, then, like the his, one night that he's supposed the to one night a week that he's supposed to have yeah. to himself got interrupted. And the, probably the one connection he's made with somebody in a while, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I had the note for, like the mom trying to push the kid down the same route. And it's just like, hey, my kid was driven to suicide. Let's send my granddaughter down the same path. Yeah. I apologize. A work text has just come through and I'll block out for the next five to ten minutes. Continue. Oh, it's a serious one then. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, Can we zoom in on the camera? Oh, I was not sure where that hospital scene was going. So I think this is after he's trying to like apologize to her for that argument. Okay. Um, and he takes her to the hospital, and he they just wait oh. in the waiting room, and you're like, "What's going on?" The parallel with her own birth, and right? it's yeah. watching the the doctor come out and announce that like the baby's been born, and the family gets all excited, and they want to go in and like meet the baby, and he's like, "See, like that's that's what I was like when you were born." Yeah. Um, but it, it's a very like I don't know jarring switch of like where what are you what are you doing with the scene like where are you going yeah and it's like oh it's just like they're just, just sitting moment. waiting in the hospital and you're like what what is the point of this who died who got hurt around like, <laughs> and it was it was just him waiting for a baby to be born to to show her that moment and then they choose to sit around and wait for the next one. Oh yeah because she enjoyed it so much yeah and like, she's like let's wait for another one yeah which is a cool moment i don't know that that actually works in a hospital whether you can actually do that i mean i mean <laughs> i know in the vernon hospital um nina's been there um that you can just go like into the initial area of the emergency room and there is just a waiting area there but that is nowhere near where babies are born but no um, right and they definitely don't because uh, there's a yeah. new wing on the hospital where both of my children were born my niece and nephew were both born there um where there is like a waiting room for family, but you have to go up to that floor of the hospital. You have to say we're, you know, family of this patient who's admitted, who's giving birth. Um, no, I just want to see a baby. <laughs> and then, and then you get to go to like the family waiting area. Yeah. It was like a cool sentiment. Um, but yeah, it just kind of felt, felt strange, but, but then in the end it was appreciated by her and they wanted to stick around for the next one. So, you looking for the beer? I was. Yeah, it's it was right, there. right beside me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that was that's a certain level of like of uh filmmaking wonderment where you just have to be like, it's whatever, it works. Mm-hmm. Reality can go fuck itself for ten and seconds. And it could be a tiny hospital too. Yeah. I mean it, it's a small Florida like, town too, right? Yeah. Like um Yeah, I mean that was that was a good like moment because I, I will say the the dad being absent thing, I think they handled it very well. It could have been overly dramatic, but I think it was just the right amount of like her being upset mm-hmm. that the dad was intended to be on, on the stand and not wanting to see her. And yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I, I think they handled like the heartbreak moments. Well, like also when he dropped her off at the, the foster family. Yeah. That, that was a that, hard, that hurts. That was a hard moment. 
and when he went to get her. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so going back to what we touched on earlier is that moment of they find this poster for the cat who's up for adoption because they took it to a kill shelter. And so Chris Evans just immediately, like Frank, just goes as fast as he can to this shelter, asks about the cat, finds out that it was like they literally had them out back about to put them all down. Yeah. Takes Frank. Fred. Fred. He's How Frank. dare you? Sorry. And then takes every other cat. Well, yeah. <laughs> They're cats. He just adopts all the... Now, that being said, uh, when we got our cat, my wife said, she's like, yeah, there's these two kittens that are available. And I was just like, well, both. And now we have two cats. <laughs> so I get that. Um, yeah, family court sucks. We've kind of gone over that. Just they, Yeah, they just go at each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I almost murdered Fred. Is my note. I will say the we kind of glazed over this beat, but when she takes Mary to, when the grandmother takes Mary to Boston, and she goes to MIT, mm-hmm. and she has her like solve that equation that's that's broken. Uh, oh yeah, they tell her to solve the equation. She's like, I can't. Yeah, but I like how they did that in the scene. They didn't do it, like in the actual scene where she's like, Oh, I can't because of bubble. She's like, I can't do it. And then they're walking away, and she's like, oh, that, that teacher wasted our time. And she's like, yeah, what a stupid the equation wasn't even right. And the grandma's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And they go back, and they like actually go back, and she like fixes the equation and then solves it. But like as a kid, she usually look at a broken thing and go, I can't solve that's that. silly. That's absurd, right? Like, yeah. why would I? Yeah, she just looks at it and goes, well, I, I can't solve that. But doesn't do the whole thing of like, well, I can't solve it because it's not a real equation. Like, you yeah. could have done that lazily, but they actually, like, there's like a scene in between to give this like moment of like, Oh, okay. Wait, well, hold when, on. When is it that her dad's influence of being like a little more humble? Yeah, yeah. For, like you know, of just. Oh like, yeah, because because there's a line where it's like, how come you didn't say anything? And he says, well, Frank says it's rude to correct, correct dads yeah, or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah. Um, and I guess that that's where we learn about the the millennium problem, which is the the Navier Stokes equation, which I looked it up has to do with uh, measuring the math of fluid, mecha- specifically fluid motion in the in as a pillar of fluid mechanics in mm-hmm. physics. So, and it's a real millennium problem. Of the millennium problems, only one of them has been solved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I googled those after, too. Yeah. I'm like, is this some made-up thing, or is this real? Oh, nope, it's real. That, that, and see with the, the Trachtenberg... Um, Trachtenberg method? Trachtenberg method, yeah, to, to problem-solve. Or to fast which, calculate. Which is wild, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fast Yeah, developed by a guy who's in an I, It's funny, camp. I read it, and I I read the, you know, kind of outline of that of how to do quick calculations in your head i was like this is kind of cool i got like multiplying by twos i was like oh yeah cool i i understand that perfectly yeah it's like multiplying by threes and then it got big and i was like nope (laughs) (laughs) like the math like it's like oh yeah you you can do this factor this like you carry this over and and you basically do a bunch of micro um equations equations to then add up to the total equation i'm like absolutely makes sense and then when he goes into multiplications of like like three or more i was like "Uh uh-uh (laughs) <laughs> math got scary <laughs> math got scary i don't like it big numbers big number big number um this whole podcast precedes big big yeah that didn't this is the first episode to be recorded after that incident big bird well big, at some point we'll go into that um I, I will say like about the i don't know how i feel about the the mom actually solving the equation 
I, I, did, I get I get that I it gives really, that moment at the end. Yeah, I, I did really enjoy that beat of when he comes in to approach her and be like, she solved it. I'll and give it, it to you her... if you if you let Mary have a life. Yeah, if you, you know, if this is what you oh want. Oh my god, I've gone deaf. It happened to you too? Yeah, I mean, we are still recording both tracks, so it's fine. But, yeah, I'm just uh, wondering why I've lost one. I can hear, so. No, but I, I can only hear from one ear. Same. Oh. Well, I'm deaf in one ear, so. Jesus Christ. Oh, now I can't hear. Ah! Oh, now it's all <laughs> over the place. No, 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 it's back to normal now. We, we've reset it. That was awful. <laughs> Have you ever screamed and heard your voice, like, like <laughs> syncopate between your own ears? Because let me tell you, not a fan of it. <laughs> yeah, that's my scream. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I get like in that moment of like, but like she was so pissed off at her mom that she was like, "Don't ever tell her I did this." And then once she fucking dies, publish it. Which I I liked that moment of you know um, robbing her of the of the the, the harsh like basically every all the pain that she put her daughter through she doesn't get to reap the reward of yeah um the things I dislike about that and that's not say it's like bad writing I just personally. I don't like about it is um, it kind of detracts a bit from the tragedy of this woman being pushed so hard to do it um, that she commits suicide. Like she feels like she has to kill herself. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the other side of it that is difficult or like that I dislike is then he goes even the fact that like I walked Frank's like I walked into the room and she was on the floor with paperwork being like in tears because she's like I solved it and I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Like I like I don't know the purpose uh, of my life yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Which again fixes the suicide um motivation for me. But then uh you need to not knock the fucking yeah. that yeah. off. No, no you yeah. almost kicked I know. I, yeah. my flicker caught on the car. Um but then it it to me betrays the releasing it in the end anyways. Like it, it just yeah. it I can't articulate what I disliked, but something didn't sit right with mm-hmm. me on that one. Minor gripe, it, it did, but. yeah, it did really like solidify the suicide though of somebody who's been pushed their entire life that this one thing is your purpose, and then she achieved that thing at in her early twenties. Yeah, I just had no idea what what to do. Yeah. Where do I go from here? But maybe, maybe there she, are maybe, what she, five other unsolved. Yeah, problems. or she could have yeah. bought a cattle ranch. Yeah, like Walter. But what? And you did put the. The question to the the grandmother, kind of like, yeah, is the equation what's matter to you and your daughter's legacy or raising your granddaughter? Yeah, it's like what is actually what have you been trying to get this whole? Time? Isn't it in the end she walks away with the, the proof? Yeah, because his whole thing is like is like you can either raise Mary or you or you get the proof. Yeah, because if I give you the proof, you're gonna be spending so many years, the next few years, you're like just like, press like, tours. Like, um, and... No, no, not. Um, defending the proof yeah. well, right because she's actually a like a yeah, math absolutely. professor as well yeah. Yeah. but but she was robbed of potential so yeah. the whole thing is she got married or i can't remember how it worked out but basically she was a, a like a scholar of math yeah. and cut her life short for i think like light like marriage and children and then forced like like pushed her math dreams onto her daughter and mm-hmm. that's where the whole thing kind of mm-hmm. you know perpetuates and so the idea is like you can get the the proof and the legacy and and the hard work or you get married to work through that and hope she does it too. Fucking pick one. Mm-hmm, and yeah. of course the 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 grandmother picks um the proof. Yeah. Um which you know, I don't know 
obviously they didn't solve the equation for this movie. That'd be wild. Um, yeah. But like, I, I don't know the validity of some of the math. I know they had a, a math um, counselor or however you want to call it. Cause he's actually consultant. The, the consultant. The, um, the teacher at the end class is the math consultant. Okay. The one that's doing the equation on the board while she's yes. watching from the Oaks, uh, Oaks Academy, Academy or whatever, or whatever. Um, is actually the, the, the math um, consultant. Consultant yeah. on the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a I had a note here that was just great makeup work on Frank's fingernails, uh, because the thing is he's moved down to Florida and he becomes a boat mechanic. Yeah, and in every scene he just had that perfect level of like dirt and grime in his fingernails at yeah. all times. Yeah, and I've, there's movies that we've worked on where there's these dirty, grimy characters, and their hands are pristine. Like, they just get missed, forgotten. Sometimes it's a time constraint. Like, we mm-hmm. just don't have the time to have them in the makeup chair to do their hands. But it's such a good added little detail. Uh, so props to the makeup team on this yeah. film. I, th- I, I, think, I noticed. I think we've hit most of the story beats. You should tag the makeup team. <laughs> no. Get sorry. a response. <laughs> Guys, lightning hits a bottle once. Okay, let's not, yeah. let's not overdo it. Um, no, lightning gets trapped in a bottle. Not hits a bottle. Well, it has it has to strike the how do you you capture lightning in a bottle. I know I know what you do but how do you capture lightning in a bottle without it hitting the bottle I don't know that's the mystery <laughs> fuck <laughs> um I will say generally I I sorry I didn't look at the name but I I like the cinematography in this movie Yeah it was shot very well everything um, it felt like there was interesting shots cool angles stuff like that but nothing that made me feel like I'm watching a movie because everything still felt very like in the world grounded in the moment like mm-hmm. You know, production design wise, it, it nothing fancy, but that's exactly what this movie needed. It didn't need like standout, yeah, props or anything. It was just like it didn't need mutants going through portals, no, or no. any of that stuff. <laughs> no, it was it it was exactly what it needed to be. Are we gonna are we gonna talk about that? What my original plan was? He's made like, the gifted. Oh reference. right, <laughs> and then there's a different movie called "It's Just Gifted." Yeah. So uh, originally, Zach said I was with Jacob doing <laughs> uh, "Gifted" on Disney Plus. So I looked it up, but then I realized that both seasons of "The Gifted," the X Men show, is on Disney Plus, and I was going to originally, like months ago, binge the entire season in like a weekend. So it's like insane to think that I would have just watched two seasons of an entire show and then be confused by like, I don't know the plot points you guys are talking about. <laughs> I don't remember just that part. Just yeah. on purpose watch the wrong thing. Yeah, well, no, you said The Gifted on Disney+. Plus. I said The Gifted 2017 mm. on Disney+. Plus. I mean, maybe it also came out in 2017. When did the show start? <laughs> Anyways, I didn't do it, okay? No. No. I don't, I'm, I'm more than just bits, okay? Yeah. And I did, I did make a rule yeah. that I don't want the show just to become bits. Jacob's so allowed the, to do the, his costumes. The Gifted started airing Oops. in 2017. Oh my god. <laughs> I think that's why I also was like, I can make this work. It's the same thing. Uh, we will allow Jacob his costumes every once in a while, but it's not going to be. Toga. <laughs> I didn't wear a costume today. Yeah, just, no, you're just I brought math textbooks and then I left them over there. You, I did see those and I thought those were just in the crystal store for some reason. Uh, oh, actually. Is there a skull in here? Is uh, this the kingdom are, of the crystal skull? definitely skulls in here. Okay. There's like jewel-encrusted skulls. I'll take it. Yeah. They're minerals, Jacob. Uh, yeah, my final note for this movie was suck it, bitch. What? This is my final note. It just says suck it, bitch. I'm guessing that's the grandma. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't like that one. Or, or you, or in the final scene, you're just like you really hate McKenna Grace. <laughs> no, she was great. She's, She's always great. Fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't clue in at first that she plays um, the the girl in Ghostbusters. Yeah, she's also uh, young, young Theo in Hill, Hill House. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in fucking everything. Yeah, she's, she's a great actress. Um, I guess are we are we at ratings? I can't see what time we are. Uh, we said about fifty one minutes. That's the movie's an hour and forty minutes. We have to go longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, we set a precedent. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I've I, actually noticed the better the movie is. The, the shorter our episodes Well, yeah, because we, like... Because we're not riffing on stuff. Here's the thing. I will say, I looked up how this movie did. Um, yeah. Didn't do great in awards, which kind of surprises me. This feels like an award baity type of movie, but yeah. it was kind of glazed over. Um, Reviews-wise, like, I, I will say, we're not going to get into this. I don't like Rotten Tomatoes as a rating system, but let's use no. that as a sentence right now. 73%. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, uh, Roper... Uh, rated it four to four, and his exact quote is, um, "The movie does nothing unexpected or new with its plot premise, and yet it might be my favorite movie of the year." Mm. And that's yeah. kind of the best description yeah. of this: is yeah. that the movie is exact. Everything that happens is pretty much as you think it's going to happen. Yeah, but the execution between performance. Uh, tone everything is just it's done really well it's good it's it's a a basic premise done very well because we've all i think we must have seen handfuls of the prodigy storyline well and then Mm. the even that uh what vigo mortensen is the captain fantastic is that what is where he he has a different method for teaching his kids yeah he he wants to he's keeping them out of school keep them out of school he's he's got his own philosophy on that but he's fighting you know to to keep 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 that like It's it's a dad's philosophy on, well, even though he's not the dad in this situation, he's the uncle, but still. But still, he's legal guardian. Differing educational philosophies. Just outside the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, overall, uh, Jacob, technical rating and entertainment value rating. Um, I feel like my technical rating was the time does not really mean a whole lot because I don't, I'm not really great at analyzing that kind of stuff but uh i'll go nine out of ten on both yeah there you go. Uh, jesse yeah i'd also get pretty similar i mean it's there's nothing nothing to really criticize this movie on um and again like i always aim off what they were aiming to do right like you got to judge a product off its intention right mm-hmm. and uh creatively in terms of a like some someone consuming a story, I was engaged the entire time. I was interested. Um, again, I would say this is probably one of the better movies we've reviewed on this podcast so far, if not the best one. Um, so I'd give that you know nine out of ten. Um, and then technically, again, it was just well done. It's a bunch of people who knew what they're doing, did it well in a timely manner. <laughs> like it's it movie made. Congratulations, nine out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say same thing. Like technically, like there were no flaws in yeah. how it was and yeah. how it was done technically. Um, the same, like nine. I, I, I there was that. Hold on, there was that one background of eating a chicken sandwich in the background of the restaurant scene that distracted me with the sunglasses. But that's a whole different thing. I'm sorry, a BG was eating the food. No, that's the thing. He was doing it badly. He was doing this. Uh yeah. 
but he just kept on like fucking just the hold food up to your face and lower it again. No, it's it's like he was fucking Ray's brother from Everyone Loves Raymond, just tapping food against his chin all the time. <laughs> uh, entertainment value, I, I'd probably say it's around like a seven and a half eight for me, just because, like you said, it's nothing new. You knew where the story was going to go. I enjoyed it. Like I, I had no problem sitting down and sitting through the movie, and I think it's a great movie. I don't think it's like a nine out of nine out of ten movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because you but, have to factor in like rewatching. Like, yeah, would I ever watch this movie? Again? Like I don't. I did. I'm not. No. Oh yeah. You yeah. Did. yeah okay. I, I have movies I would rate like nine, nine and a half out of ten that I never want to see again. Yeah. Um, like like Grave of the Fireflies. And then some other, uh, basically anything by like Darren Aronofsky, Lars Von Trier. Lars Von Trier. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few directors that there were just like great movie, loved the movie, never gonna watch that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, Neil Breen movies, you know, no, it, it was a good movie. Like, this thing is just a solid movie. Like, watch it, watch it with your family. Like, it's a good watch with, watch it with a, a different family, find a family, watch it with them. <laughs> Go a blended make, family. Go find yourself a new family. Watch this movie with them. Um, watch it with a math professor. Now, yeah. this episode should be coming out December 19th, I believe, is the air date. Um, it is going to be our last episode before we go on kind of a, a break. We've got Christmas, New Year's. We're also, this is the last episode we're recording for the year. Um, we will be back in the new year. Um, the next episode, when we are back is in dreams um which i believe nina and mark, nina and mark yeah uh we'll be in for that episode and then oh, we've got gosh. some and okay. then we're getting closer we're getting, and closer we're getting to close to the one i don't want to do nightmare. <laughs> man i don't want to give it away but fuck jesse's really upset about one of the movies he has to watch uh, and I'm upset about the movie. I have to uh, about that Let, movie. Let's because hope the I've, director chimes in for that. One. I've <laughs> or not tried, the director, the writer. <laughs> I, on three different occasions, I have before it came up in the uh, the the list that the algorithm gave us. I've tried to watch this movie three times. I've never made it past 20 minutes into the film. Ugh. And now shit, I have to watch chum. the whole thing. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So on that note. That was another episode of the Random Cinematic Universe, the show that where we let a computer algorithm choose the films that we watch and then discuss each week. Uh, I'm your host, Zach Jones. With me today are Jacob Wyman and Jesse Nelson. Hello. And bye. This is the this is the end of uh, 2022 for the RCU, and we yeah. will see you next year. Bye. Go solve a Millennium problem. Go Do build it. a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Yeah, Mark did that. Okay, now I'm curious. What I did to fix this mic, there's this little. If you break my ears again, I'll break your ears in real life. Um, No, but there's this little thing here that's like a negative ten decibel, zero decibel. Yeah. And so if I'm talking like this, and I. Oh, I told you. I'm I'm gonna fucking kill you. (laughs) I'm just curious. Oh yeah, that that amps up the volume like quite a bit without having to be close. No, just let it run for a little bit. Um. Run, run, run. Wow, actually, that's... that's Much better? I mean, it, it helps you, definitely. But I feel like I can be... I can sit further from the mic. Because now if I come up here, it's a little bit... Now if I come up here, it's... I'm not entirely sure what this one does.